Juice in the Morning is a proud partner of Summer Bash Indiana. Summer Bash Indiana is Indiana's first all-inclusive music festival. Sick of being nickel and dime for $12 beers, $5 waters, and parking? How about buying your tickets? Ticket fees and taxes suck. Well, not at Summer Bash Indiana. For only $60, you'll get eight live original rock bands, beer and wine, food, parking, and a hell of a great time with no ticket taxes or fees ever. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 6th at 10 a.m. Presale starts February 28th at 10 a.m., but only if you're signed up for the email list that's located at www.summerbashindiana.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. This is the first time we've been back in the studio for a while. Uh, we're both feeling really good today, very energetic, fantastic feeling. Uh, we also have a couple of guests, but before we get to our guests, that hair is growing long as fuck, Johnny. Dog, it's... How are you doing? I've been better, but yeah, it's majestic. It's flow, getting majestic dude. over here, brother. I'm, I'm curious. Like You're starting to look like uh, one of my favorite comics, Dusty Slay. You're start, he's like a country kind of like a southern comic you're starting to look like him because he's got a big beard and like long hair and he, he wears hats a lot he grew he was born looking like me is what yeah, you're trying to say maybe you know? uh but no we have a uh a, a friend of the show that has been on multiple times uh any new listeners he is an mma fighter and a all-around fantastic dude ian pomfret how are you doing welcome back man i appreciate that thank you justin and i'm doing good how are you doing good dude uh your episodes tend to get a lot of the most feedback, so I appreciate you coming on and doing the podcast with us. It's a fun, fun thing to have you back in. Oh, I do. I love being here. You guys, are my my bros. <laughs> yeah, this is another time. It's with, yeah, it's appropriate you're wearing the uh, Red Sox shirt because we are that B squad, baby. Yeah, <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> but yeah, sitting next to Ian is a first time guest of the Juice in the Morning podcast. Um, I've taken a few uh, Muay Thai classes with him. He's been very patient teaching me. It's Alex Delgado. How are you doing today, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. You've got a fight coming up. Yeah, February 29th. Before we get into that, though, um, for the new listeners and people that are uh, just joining, possibly, um, kind of tell people how you got into martial arts and like where it started and like what your, you know, how you got started, basically. Um, well, I got into a fight my sophomore year of high school, and I didn't really like know anything about MMA or like UFC or anything like that. Um, but ever since then, I had wanted to start doing like Muay Thai, mm -hmm. and then uh, I watched T.J. Dillashaw fight for the first time. I watched him fight uh, Henan Brow, and ever since then, like that's I knew that's what I wanted to do. Nice. I didn't want to go to school. Like I hated like just right. school in general. Like I didn't want to go to college, and then started training a little bit. Like I was doing it like a couple times a week, and then um, about when I was like right before I turned seventeen, I found CCMAF. Mm -hmm. I met Ian, and then this, the first class that I took, he coached for me, and I was hooked. Yeah. And, Yep. Yeah, I want to give you guys both props because I have taken classes with you guys and I've seen that you kind of like uh, been working with like kids and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that you're probably one of the most personable humans I've seen with kids because so I much. feel like you you talk to them and like you talk to them like a normal person and like they I feel like they just kind of relax around you when I've seen them. Like, I think that's cool, man. That's Thanks, like man. a really, really interesting thing because I'm getting ready to have a little one and like I just I'm like it's starting to finally really hit. 
that I'm going to have to do a lot of stuff that's uncomfortable coming up soon. Like, I'm going to have to talk to strangers. Like, and I don't mind talking to strangers, but it's on my own terms. When I have the little one, it's not going to be on my own terms. It's going to oh be my like, gosh, she's so cute. Yeah, or <laughs> like, or, you know, just like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm already thinking like play groups and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm going to have to be friends with somebody that God, I don't you're even so like. So. Mm-hmm. You're so, yeah. you're so white. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's just, I, I'm impressed by that. And then I'm also impressed with uh, Ian, too. When you had, I saw there was like a new guy one day and like, you just really, I think, hooked that guy in. Like, you just did a good job of like explaining everything to him, making him feel, uh, you know, like they're wanted to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing. Absolutely. I try to remember that I want to, I try to be the coach that I wish I had or have. You know what I mean? And I, I remember how it felt being the new guy walking mm-hmm. into wrestling class, you know, as an outcast, hair down to my ass cheeks, <laughs> not looking like a wrestler, right. you know, in high school starting wrestling where you're not supposed to start. Mm-hmm. Everyone's telling me to quit. I saw, you know, and I didn't have that. So I'm trying to be that guy that, you know, is positive. And I never try to give, even if you do something wrong, I'm not going to say, Hey, you did this fucking wrong. Do it right. right. I'm going to say, Hey, you did it like this, but let's try doing it like this, right. you know, fight, you know, fight negativity with positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, fight something wrong with something positive. Right. That's just what I try to be. I try to Dude, bring a positive outlook to that gym every day. You are the most me. positive person I've ever. Like, if my dream is to get rich enough that I can pay you to just <laughs> like <laughs> gently wake me up in the morning, like Johnny, open your eyes. <laughs> this <laughs> is getting a little you're, weird. Though. You're, you're, you're about to have the most glorious day. Like, be my personal Tony Robbins. <laughs> right. Right. No, I like it. I like it, man. I just try. I literally do, man. I try. I try. And dude, some days I have my off. Some days I'm down. Some days I'm not perfect, man. But I literally try every day to just have a great outlook on life. You know what I mean? Uh, So once again, Alex, what what uh, what's coming up? I know you said you had a fight coming up. Um, Tell us how that got started too. Like how you got like into actually competing. Um, Well, even before I like had started like legitimately training, I knew I wanted to compete. Mm -hmm. Like I I think I told Ian on my first day that I wanted to fight like and get into the UFC. That was when I was like 16. Right. Um, Ever since then, like. That, I knew that was the goal. That's what I've been planning, like, you know, building up to. Um, and, yeah, I made my MMA debut in November and then um, making my kickboxing debut in February. That's so awesome, dude. Uh, so <clears throat> did you play sports or, at all in school? I played baseball up to yeah. my freshman year. I was really good at baseball. You, I look, just, you look like a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Tall, yeah, lanky. My, my dad played baseball. My uncle was really good at baseball. Um yeah, my whole family just wanted me to play baseball. I played from when I was five up until my freshman year. Right. I made the team freshman year, um, then I got injured, mm-hmm. and I just realized like I was super burnt out playing. Like, right. I had played my whole life. and Well, that's what I'm, I'm starting to like see a lot of with uh, the younger generation is like kids are being expected to like specialize in a sport and not play. Because I played all the sports. I played everything throughout the year i was always in something yep. i always i like i kind of joke around because i'm like my mom was like finally thankful that i could be in sports because she didn't have to pay for like after school care or something <laughs> it was just like coaches taking care of me and she could come pick me up later right. um but yeah like i played something all year round but it feels like a lot of kids are you know for example if they're into football like it's football in the football season and then training all off season for just football and not like playing the other sports. So um, I can see why somebody would get burned out on it. And, um, you know, what I wanted to ask about with the sports thing is when I first took those classes with you guys, it is nothing like playing football or playing basketball. Like it's completely different. And I, I, 
I kind of have equated it to, and I know Joe Rogan's probably talked about it a ton of times, so I'm not saying anything groundbreaking, but it is very similar to the stand-up comedy stuff that I'm doing. I don't know what to do. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing at all, and it's scary as fuck, but you guys make it a entertaining and um, engaging class so that you don't get scared. You're not scared because you are being taught by people that are making you feel welcome and everything like that at the uh, Circle City uh, Martial Arts. Right, yeah, yeah. It's just like I always tell everyone, the hardest part's walking through the doors, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it's the same thing, hardest part's getting on the stage. Because yeah. like I've told you, I, I want to do some stand-up uh, yep. sometime soon. And it's hard just to get up on that stage. I can set it up whenever I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have the right connect. Yeah. I like I have you as a connection. Right. You know, we have the right connect. I yeah. haven't set it up yet because of my own fears. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's the same and thing. It's that fear. You got to face that fear. Yeah. And uh, even last night, dude. Um, you know, I did a show last night. I don't know exactly when I'm going to release this episode because we're doing like two or three episodes today. But um, you know, we did a show at Level Up, and How'd it, go? it went fantastic. Uh, it was, no, no dicks were eaten for you that day? No, actually. And, you know, it's it's always so funny because you get what you were talking about, the fear. You get so amped up. But then as soon as I was up there, I was like, all right, cool. Like, yep. we're, we're up here. Um, I just get, like, my biggest thing is, is I get freaked out of my head that I'm going to forget my jokes. And I'm like, how am I, why? Like, it's such a dumb thing because you've said it like a thousand times in your head. Right. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up. I'm gonna fu-, And then you just start talking yep. and uh, uh i only messed up one person's name but the comedian was late so i'm putting it on him he didn't actually show up to the comic meeting at 7 30 so uh you know i i apologize to him but uh I yeah mean, he was I, late so. i can usually tell like how your shows went by how he texted me after the show and last yeah. night he didn't text me so i was like "Ooh, that must have been a big old dick <laughs> <laughs> Dick was waiting behind his school uh, for you. No. Like he's gonna get your ass. Last night was uh, get off work. I didn't eat dinner because I was like kind of like just I was practicing my set up in my bedroom, like just talking, talking it through, doing it over and over and over. And um, bet Jen loves that. And I went to <laughs> I went to the <laughs> went to the venue and uh, hosting's different because people kind of expect you to do work. And when you're just when you're just part of a show, you can just kind of sit in your own place and think about what you're going to say and what you're going to do mm-hmm. whereas hosting like i'm like you know telling people the, like kind of the rules how much time they have um kind of like uh explaining to them <laughs> pj gadbury bless the guy's soul the guy that put the show together 10 minutes before the show starts he's like hey just to let you guys know i want everybody to have fun but the bar said if they don't make 400 dollars, we're not doing another show here <laughs> and i was like oh thanks for the pressure right there no that pressure. was great no, no uh pressure every but, set every comic's like let's start with a round of shots <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh but no it's a uh <clears throat> but I'm trying to think of where I was going with that. Uh, oh yeah, so you're you're expected to do a lot of stuff. So it's different because when I go to like an open mic, I can kind of sit by myself and like replay what I'm going to say, think about what I'm going to do, and um, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where I was like dealing with all these people. I was like, man, I really just don't don't really want to do this right now because I'd like to think about what I'm going to be putting up on stage. So what's making you so? Are they asking you to host and perform, or is that your choice? Like, no, it was it was my choice. I was the one who said I would like to host like, and perform. Yeah, do, do you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I actually, to be honest, I do like hosting. It's just I I hadn't been on stage for a couple of weeks, so it felt real. I, I kind of had a lot more fear than I normally do. Right. Um, 
usually before a show i'll do like two open mics or three open mics in a week leading up to a show because then i like when you go to that show you feel completely comfortable it's like yeah you're just ready to go up there you're actually ready to go up there and like you know do your stuff yeah um but yeah uh hosting's different because like you're you do your set and then you're like the first person so you're kind of like priming the crowd and then you kind of got to pick the the lineup of the comedians too so you got to make sure like a lot of people last night i'd never seen before so i was like i don't know how good they are so i don't know where to kind of put them in the lineup to kind of keep this keep this moving smoothly and um no but everybody brought their a game um something that i'm i'm very big on when we're doing shows is like telling people if you're done with your good stuff just be done like Mm -hmm. if it's a show like an open mic take all the time you want take all the minutes that are given to you and practice the stuff that you want to practice but a show should just be your good stuff that should not be like trying something new that you never tried before and every comedian last night did that like if they if they had seven minutes if they didn't hit seven minutes but they were done i was like we were happy because that was a good you know good show because they didn't try something that they'd never done before and uh it was fantastic it was great everybody did a good job um jeff goltz is a hilarious uh individual on stage and off stage i did not expect him to be the way he was because i've only seen him i've never actually hung out with him and talked to him he's a ventriloquist so he has that little julio that little cockroach, cockroach yeah i'd actually like to have him in on the podcast just because i think he would have julio with him yeah. and i think that'd be really interesting for us to talk to that guy and uh and jeff but uh, he was, like I said, really funny. Um, Calvin was there. Calvin Turner, yeah. Devon Shoemaker was there. Um, kind of like a uh, family, the, family of the family of the Flyover Media Network. Um, that's what this studio is: is Flyover Media. Um, I'm gonna pivot real quick before I lose this train of thought. I just on my way here, I saw Style Bender and Yoel's face off. That was the dopest shit I've ever what, seen. What? Doing backflips and shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like for Yoel being like 65 years old to 40, 40 to 60 years old. You yeah, don't you really don't know. know. He's Cuban. Like, it could be. It's, it's, <laughs> like, you know. That said, shit was dope as fuck. He said if he wins the belt, he's going to fight for another 10 years. That's oh my God. Insane. He's like 43. Have, have you seen that? No, I have not. Well, well, let me see. Here we go. Yeah, check. It's uh, Style Bender and Yoel Romero. I just thought that was dope. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was <laughs> that good. That was cool. Because I good. didn't expect that out of Yoel at all. I was like, damn. Like, right. <laughs> How long do you end up hosting? Uh, so basically, hosting is um, you do you do your set, and then you just, every comic that is going up, you introduce them, mm-hmm. and then you just go off stage. You wait, and like I, I'm the one who held the the light too so like when no, somebody sure. had a minute left i would just kind of flash them the light and they need like that's one of the rules is like acknowledge the light if you're doing stand-up because if you don't acknowledge it i don't know that you saw it so you kind of gotta like but it's so bright that i'm like trying to not like because it's so dark in the room and i'm like kind of just like because <laughs> it's just my phone light um but yeah so you acknowledge the light then you when they're done you just go back up and you you know a lot of times you'll say like um a little bit of like a joke maybe about that set that the guy did or mm-hmm. you know you make fun of the person or you make a joke on their expense or you make a joke on your expense and then you just introduce the next guy and have them come up so it's kind of like ari with uh, this is not happening right right mm-hmm. it's fucking ari Great by the show. way right <laughs> fucking ari um, how's everyone feel about that uh, that i love ari but that's rough for me because yeah fuck ari i mean that was a little the too Kobe far Bryant thing is that what you're talking about yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You, you're just trying too hard you're that's well, all it is he does that with he everything is a, he is a heel he is a bad guy but, but. There, i mean there's also there's certain characters that you just need sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up 
Yeah, you've you know already you're I mean? already catching so much backlash <laughs> from drugging your best friend. Yeah. So dude, he, I can't believe like, they did that too, dude. I can fucking Ari, bro. <laughs> he, Are you he, serious? He tweeted it like 20 minutes after they dropped the news that Kobe had died. And yeah, that like it's 20 like, minutes. Yeah, yeah dude, and his fucking daughter died with him and shit. It's yeah. like, dude, shut the shit your fucking ass down, bro. Yeah, that's that was rough. Did you see his talent agency dropped him. Everyone canceled their shows with him. He doesn't even have a tour anymore. Yeah. Everything. He's fucked himself. And like, there's a lot of comics that are his friends that are even coming out and being like, dude, what? Which is, you know, some people said like, hey, be ready because when the cancel culture hits you, no one's going to come for your sake. Because like, Theo kind of said some shit was like, you know, man, I don't fucking agree with that. And you know, there's some people that are supposed to be Ari's friends that are like kind of saying some shit about him now. And I guess he released a statement that was like, yeah, if you fucking just wait for your turn, blah, 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 no one's going to come run and save you. I listened to Theo's podcast and he like kind of said, you know, he, he was talking to Mark Norman, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. God, he's so like, funny, dude. That guy, I, where'd that guy come from? Like, I'd never heard of him before, and he's fucking funny. He, oh yeah, and he's I like his hilarious. voice. I don't know why. I do too. But I like his Whoa, voice. I'm like the weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, Theo was talking about how he thinks he's the guy's gonna be fine. Um, you know, and it just seemed kind of like he was not against him, but not. With for him either, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, because he Theo does a solo and then he does one with he drops two a week a right. solo and then a guest and on the solo one when it first happened he was like it was the Monday after the okay. Sunday Kobe died and he was like man Ari kind of you know yeah he wasn't touching it he was like fuck man. And right. then that Mark Norman, he was like, he'll rebound, he'll be fine. Ari's always done this. Ari did this with you know Michael Jackson and this mm, and that yeah. too. So it's like whatever. But it's I, just one of those things that, dude, the way the world is now, it's not that's not going to go def- away. He'll it's definitely just rebound, always be there. But I think the the best thing for Ari right now is to stop fighting it and just shut the fuck up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. For a little while. And then all the backlash with everyone talking shit about Kobe and the rape case and stuff. And dude, I actually got in a big <laughs> argument with one of my best friends about this. Uh, it's like all I did. I I'm a big devil's advocate guy, so like I'll yeah. think of both sides of Absolutely. every story. Me too. Because there's no you no one knows. So all I said was, could possibly the girl have lied to get all that money? We've seen it before. Oh, we see it Many a million times, times especially that, with famous people. And I had this buddy yeah. who got outraged with me, right? Like fucking blocked me and shit. And it's like <laughs> I'm not allowed to have a opinion. I can't think. So you know. So why? So it's just every time a girl, cl- you know, and I'm there's plenty of girls out there that do. And God forbid, you know what I mean? Fuck all of that. Right. But yeah. at the same time, it's like we seriously are gonna act like that? Maybe that girl didn't try to come up on the bag. Like really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, come on, and they dude. Settled they settled out. Court, so. They settled out of court. If I got raped, all I'm saying is I'm not taking any settlement. Yeah. I don't care if you have twenty thousand million. What yeah. it sounds like to me is that's a side chick that saw the opportunity to make some money, and then once she got caught up, and Kobe's like, "Listen, you understand, right? My legal team. We is have gonna... investigators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like straight it's, up, straight it's, up. It's not like he Roethlisberger her in a bar in front of yeah two hundred people, right? Like, and not to switch I mean? the subject on Kobe again, but that's yeah, just yeah. another thing. You know that reminded me of it. It's like you know what I mean. You got to think of well, every I mean, side. Then you yeah. throw in the the Am- is Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Yeah, she was oh caught. My God. On Dude, she was the tapes. hottest chick in the world to me, and now I've seen this, and I'm like, she was caught what? on tape saying that she was like they, nobody's going to believe him. That yep. You know, that she's going to say what she's going to say about him beating yeah. her. And, and she's like, put cigarettes out on him, cut part of his finger off, shit like that. Shit on his bed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she legit shit on his bed, that, bro. I did not actually read that. Did that I actually did. Happen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's legit. Yes. That's legit. What is she, like a cat or a, a dog? A psychopath. Or what do you mean? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Like, that's there's funny. certain situations where that's going to turn me on, but most of <laughs> the situations, man, I'm not touching it. I had the utmost. Respect and appreciation for Johnny Depp for not reacting. 
Like, because yeah. he physically could react, and then that, even though he wouldn't be in the wrong for doing, don't hit a, don't hit a woman. But right. if she's wielding a knife and cuts part of my finger off. You might get put in a plug. It might clinch. just be reaction. Yeah, at that point, <laughs> a teeth kick's coming. You know what I, mean? I didn't right. mean it. You might get put in a plug, and right. maybe I'm going to need your fucking. You're going to find out what the Dutch two is really fast. <laughs> but I, I, it's crazy that you know it's awesome that he didn't. Yeah. You know, retaliate. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it just goes to show that there's two sides to every story, and it yeah. goes to show that this Me Too movement is kind of like, and dude, how quickly they everybody was on her side. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody. It's like there's no dude. It's there's no one. It's if is a girl claims something, it's it's that. And now you have to prove your innocence. You're not yeah. innocent until proven guilty. In every system You're of the United States, legis- yeah, in this yeah. legal system, you are fucking guilty it's until insane. you prove yourself innocent. Right. And it's like, dude, then let's just change the whole saying then, because yeah. that's what it is. So why are we saying innocent until proven guilty? <laughs> right. Because that's clearly I'm not guilty right. Guilty until I prove my innocence. Exactly. Now, so let's just call a fucking spade a spade <laughs> here. You know what I mean? Right. What was the uh, the name of those two fighters? Oh, it's a. It was a press conference. Type in if you just type in like UFC two forty seven press conference highlight two forty eight two forty eight highlight. Yeah, it'll be there. Hey, I think I can confidently say loud now. I'm a John Jones fan. I mean, I'm a fan of his work, but I'm not a fan of his failed steroid test. Are we talking pre USADA John Jones or post USADA John Jones? We're talking picogram Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant to say. Like I don't know. I, I, I've All right. So before that thought completely reaches this guy, I'm going to go ahead and pull that one back. No, down. you're cool. No, you're, you can be a fan. You can be yeah. a fan. I just wish that all that bullshit. Oh, me too. Either, me guys. too. That's. So I should have put more know. context behind that. Like, Sorry if it. I'm rooting for John Jones. Right. Again, right. No. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's. I mean, he, dude. But I don't know this other guy. I've never seen him fight. Yoel, before. he's dude. He's no, just, not uh, Yoel. Uh, whoever John. Oh, John's fight Dominic Reyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good I've dude. Good dude. Him. He used to fight. He actually made his name in Indiana, fighting for HFC. Oh no shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. where Christian just made his pro debut. That's where Dominic Reyes came up. Really nice. care about records, man. F- records, you know. This guy. Yeah, right you can skip the all the way no to like the last probably like allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, like right there here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like go back. Go to two like forty-five. Three minutes right there. Like three minutes is gonna be perfect. So this is the the two guys that are that are fighting tonight. Style no, ben- March seventh. Oh, this okay. one's going down. Style Bender's a bad man. And so you, you guys, you guys remember that no neck guy that was on uh, Facebook? It was like went viral. <laughs> That's what that other guy looks like. He looks like he doesn't have a neck. Here it is. <laughs> that looked a little uncomfortable. Yeah, because you don't know if he's forty, fifty, or sixty <laughs> years old. <laughs> Damn, he looks tall as shit. Yeah, Israel, yeah, he's a big guy. I think he's like 6'4". He's young, too, isn't he? Yeah, uh, is he's, he's younger. He's a year younger than John. Yeah. He's 30, 30 or 31. Oh, I thought he was like early 20s or something. And he's only been in the UFC two years. That, that's probably why. All right. Where did he come from? Um, he's born in Africa, but grew up in Auckland. Yeah, Auckland. Uh, I meant New like promotion-wise. Yeah. He, he was a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He kickboxed okay. before he came to MMA, gotcha. and then he's now he's eighteen and zero in MMA. He's got a very unique style. Very he's fun to watch. Yeah, very, very. We actually got a guy in our gym who's a lot like him. Really, yeah, very dance oriented, very flow movement, twitch, fast twitch, five. You know what I mean? Yeah, our our pro fighter who's actually fighting on the card I was supposed to be defending my title on, John Griffin. So much like Izzy, just a weight class. How below. much does that like affect actually, you? Too. Affect your timing? Dude, when like you're going someone, in on somebody that's constantly. Oh, dude, like it's that. so weird. It's so yeah. weird, and he's so long like Izzy too. So. 
he knows how to use his range and his movement and his twitches and his feints. It's just it goes into it just becomes such a chess game. Because most of the time you're 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 striking where they're where you think they're going to be. Or yeah, where they're, you're, they're right, end right, up, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, so that's actually what you just said is something that's more advanced than some people realize. Like sometimes I throw a strike where I know you're going to move your head, not where your head is. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Or Indeed. sometimes I might throw my first strike where your head is, but I know my second strike's going where you're going to move your head. Right. See what I mean? Because I love watching Diaz with that one two that he throws. Like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he knows you're going to like yeah you know. Wonder Boy's another good one to watch with that. He'll throw a couple punches to get you to sway your head one way or right or pull it back, and then a kick's falling right behind a punch. You know what I mean? He throws that blind side, same side, or you know he'll throw a round. <sighs> yeah, bro. It just. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It gets so deep it gets so deep well and with fighting i feel like it's i think there's a lot of people that are creative like they're creatively they're creative thinkers so that's how they get good at being able to fuck people up absolutely absolutely because you're doing something that people aren't ready for yeah 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 and you're Uh, constantly giving them something to look at that's what i mean and if you equate it to like uh other sports it's like football you're throwing the ball before anybody's even like you're turned around like the uh the old hitch the ball's in the air so you gotta like when you're practicing that that's like you're you're getting your hands up because you don't like actually see the ball coming to you like sometimes it's just like it's there so it's kind of the same thing like guessing where somebody's head's gonna be as opposed to knowing where it's well i just i've watched a couple highlights of style bender haven't actually got to watch an entire fight live yet Mm -hmm. and like i'm not i'm not comparing him to these two guys but like his style remind like it I, I look at him and I'm like, God damn, this is like if Anderson Silva and John Jones had a kid. Yeah. hundred yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. percent. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a lot like that. It's a lot like that. So. And then if you watch his fight with Silva, I mean, it's like a passing of the torch. You know what I mean? Oh, he fought Silva? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. His fight before he fought for the title, he fought Silva. I got I'm gonna have to check that out. It was insane. It's such a beautiful fight, man. Him and Silva both had their ups and downs in that fight. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Silva so, was a monster. So who are... Alex, who are people that you look up to as fighters, or what would you compare your the way you fight to? Um, well, my, my two favorite fighter. Well, I can't even say he's my favorite fighter. <laughs> TJ Dillashaw was my favorite fighter. Like, I love that dude. Like, mm-hmm. I, we met him in like a year and a half ago. I the, he's what got me into the sport. So like, I'll always like have a special place in my heart for him. But mm-hmm. since he popped for steroids, like, yeah, I just I don't condone that. Like, right. regardless who the fighter is, I think if you pop for steroids, you're a cheater, and I don't think you can be considered right. like. No, greatest of all time. But Max I mean, Holland. I've said it on the podcast before, man. Like, I think everybody should just be allowed to do all the steroids. And then it's not, then it's not <laughs> I know. I've heard you say that <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sport like baseball or football, yeah, let them do that. But the purest, one of the purest sports of all, I, did, I totally disagree with that. Um, but other, I, I'm other just than, joking. You know that. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, wouldn't it be crazy to see these, like, just big, roided up, like, monsters fighting each other? But you'd have, like, Guys like Mighty Mouse jumping up to 155 pounds because they've got. <laughs> he's like what five five. You yeah, know? But other than TJ, I, I really look up to Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. He's probably my favorite fighter right now. Uh, even though he just lost his belt, like I, I really found my home like with my strikes when I started. Not like I guess like imitating him, but like using a lot of his weapons. Like we have a very similar build, like very similar reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to throw a lot more volume than I do like power. I don't think I hit the hardest, but I I feel like I've gotten much better ever since I started throwing like more volume strikes. Um, and I kick a lot more, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I necessarily fight like anyone in particular, but right. I try to mix it up, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a, a question I definitely have for both of you. Cause it's like, uh, you know, growing up I had hoop dreams. So it's like, I'm watching Iverson, I'm watching Kobe, I'm watching T-Mac and I'm like, Oh shit, I can take that from them. You know, like mm-hmm. are there people that you watch and you just kind of, 
I guess imitate is the best word. Do you, like, can you translate what they're doing and imitate that through your through your art form? Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and I'm not just talking about move. Like, doing a, a goddamn it, I don't know the names of it, but like, you know, the way Mighty Mouse does the his arm bar or whatever. Right, right, right. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watching someone you can imitate. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's how I learn a lot of my stuff is you know watching visualization, yeah. seeing it and then <clears throat> visualizing and then doing it. Absolutely. Right. One I thing. Watch, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I say I watch a lot of films. So like, if I if I watch someone for like a long time, like for throughout a whole week, like I'll go into the gym and I'll try certain things out, see what works, see what doesn't work, and then try and mix it all but, mix it all together. Like, that's uh, interesting because I wondered how that worked because I like, I love watching a film, you know, and uh, on anything mm-hmm. and like I've been watching uh, after Connor fought Cowboy, I just. It reignited my passion for how much I love Connor, so I've been going through yeah. and watching some of his fight, older fights, and I was like, "Damn, you know, that, so what he just did there was so slick, bro." Like, no one gives, yeah, <laughs> dude, know, no one gives Connor the credit he deserves. Well, bro, speaking bad, of John man. Griffin, got me with the shoulder strike the other night, and it sucked. <laughs> Is that was that why you got the old shiner there? <laughs> no, no, that was different. That was different, different scenario. Yeah. Dude, <clears throat> I bet that sucks. I mean, that's just so, it was just interesting because I had never seen that like in a like. I, I've not watched UFC as much as other people or MMA as much as other people. I'd just never seen somebody like hit somebody like that. Yeah, and that's what shows you the brilliance Ever. of Connor. It's <laughs> yeah, like in any yeah. situation, he has something that he can go to yeah, immediately. A few guys have done it before. Uh, Anderson's actually done it at a weigh in. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, Chael, when he weighed in against Chael Sonnen the second time. He uh, got real close to Chael and then bang, banged him right in the chin with his shoulder. <laughs> and then Dana like flipped out, you know what I mean? Because it was at weigh-ins right, and right. shit. But Chael talked a lot of yeah, shit. Yeah, Chael's a motherfucker. He was talking bro. about Anderson's <laughs> wife and stuff. So it was like, you know. But then John Chael's Jones. A character. Yeah, John has used the shoulder strike a few times. There's another fighter that's used it a few times. But Connor, I've never seen it used that effectively. Yeah, he utilized it in a yeah, way that. Yeah. I mean, you can see him load his energy and then blast it. Load his energy, yep. blast it. I mean, dude, it's just that powerful. Se- that second one, you just saw it break his Face. Oh yeah. yeah, when his head popped back, yeah, beautiful that stuff. After, after he did that, I re, I, w- I went back and rewatched the Notorious documentary on Me Netflix. Me too. Me too. It, in the, like that sparring session he has at the beginning of the film, like you can see him practicing them in the cage. Like this oh, was really? like Ooh, ten years ago. Oh yeah. I didn't oh, yeah, catch yeah, that. Yeah. He, yep. Him and his buddy had headgear on. They were in like that garage, and he, you see him like land those strikes. Mm. So it's pretty cool. They got one on uh, YouTube. It's like called Fall Rise from the Ashes or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. God, I fucking love that video. It gets yeah. me hyped, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Con- <laughs> dude. Connor doesn't get enough credit. He's, yeah, I agree. Not at all. I agree. He, people say he gets too much. When you're, when you're the best in the world, everybody wants to hate you. you know, yeah. the same thing hear, with LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Did you hear John Jones yesterday did an interview and said, "Yeah, I don't think Conor McGregor will be considered in the greatest of all time discussions when the sport's over." Blah blah blah. Like when when we've moved on, we both retired. I don't well, think he'll be considered. Well, next month, <laughs> next like, month Conor's going to be like, "Well, I'm jumping up to 185." We'll find this out. Yeah, or 205. Yeah, no, I. I think John Jones is fun as shit to watch, and I know that you guys were talking about the steroid stuff, but man, he's just—he was really entertaining because I think of how good he is. To be mm. honest, like every fight I've seen, it was—it was awesome. Yep. Like, and it was entertaining too, not just like—I've never seen it, but I heard his one loss was a bullshit call. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. And 100%. it's like if he just didn't get. If he didn't do all that bull, I don't care about the cocaine and whores. <laughs> you know, have fun with that, dude. Do what you got to do there, but. All right. It's like the yeah, detaining yeah. your legacy with what you, the decision he, he made. Did he ever like admit to the fact that he took steroids? No, no, or? he's still running with the whole thing. Deny, deny, deny. Right. You know how everyone is. Which I'm curious about because is it Rogan that said that like something like physically might be different with him that that's what's te- like making him 
test positive for like months or years after a, a so, supposed use? I mean, what? everyone's got speculations, but if you go deep into the science of it, right? Like if you watch Incarus, if you've seen that yet on Netflix, it's a whole documentary about doping yeah. and fucking steroids. Is that the Russian dude? Yeah. I have yep. not watched that Bro, yet. But and it's that in the queue. Russian dude himself did an interview about the fucking steroid john jones keeps popping for right Ooh, yeah. i'm gonna have to actually watch and that tyrannoball or whatever it's called ball yep mm-hmm. and he said himself that shit it gets out of your system fast so even the pulsating shit is like there's there's so there's scientists that say yeah he can be pulsating and like he might have ingested something and now he's just keeps testing positive because of like residual effects and there's also scientists that say there's no way he's testing positive three years later after ingestion Whoa. see what i'm saying right yeah it's like okay if i smoke weed for a year straight i'm probably gonna test positive for a little longer than most people right. but it's not gonna be in my system three fucking years yeah, later no and marijuana is one of the <laughs> the longest acting yeah uh fatty tissue whatever it's called that takes to get out yeah. you know what i mean i just i just think it's crazy people are like the first to believe usada <laughs> when they come out about things like people don't realize the ufc owns usada like they, they pay usada like they control what goes on like to the media and everything no, and, that part I didn't know. And, yeah, no, it's the, a UFC, third party. the UFC hired USADA. So the UFC yeah. can be like, hey, I mean, for example, they didn't test TJ Dillashaw for EPO. USADA didn't. He got tested He got tested by the New York State Athletic Commission. That's the only reason he popped. They were not testing for EPO. And then Ooh. they didn't say anything about it either. But the New York State Athletic Commission came out and said something. So the UFC was like, oh, shit, we have to say something. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar, oh. like when Brock Lesnar was supposed to come back and fight DC last summer, and he was getting drug tested again. His d- drug test just magically disappeared off the USADA website. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, there's just weird shit that goes then, on. And then, I'm pretty sure when he pissed in a cup, that cup disintegrates. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Josh Barnett tested for the same. He, po- he tested positive for the same thing. Is I think that the, rest, the white dude that's a wrestler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he tested positive for yeah. Trinable, like John did. Same amount, got suspended for two years. John didn't. I mean, no. John, it's pulsing. Then well, you gotta, thing, but you also got to remember, like, I mean, they're they're all about. Cash. Yeah, 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 I give exactly. everyone the benefit of the doubt one time. Right. Yeah. Like TJ, he's got okay, whatever. Even though he was accused many years ago of using the same drug he popped for a few years later, right? It's like, oh fuck. Well, you've probably been doing it, but you've only failed once, so there you go. Mm-hmm, but right. Silva, you failed twice. Anderson Silva's failed twice. He's no longer in my good discussion. John Jones, you failed like four times. You're not in my <laughs> yeah. good discussion. You know what I mean? GSP clean fucking slate. Yeah. GSP not only has never failed, but also his only two losses, he's avenged by knockout. Mm-hmm. Okay, so technically he's an undefeated fighter in the UFC, never had a failed test, cool. 16 something title or some crazy amount of title fights, mm-hmm. title defenses. 13 defenses. Yeah, yeah, dude, that guy is the fucking man. Right. You How know what I mean? That's the goat? The, yeah, BJ Penn, another guy. Fucking natural fuck, two weight class. Video yeah, of him yeah, people forget <laughs> about my prodigy. People forget about the blood licking fucking baby face. That's so fucking gross. Dude, I love it. I, if you watch my second fight, <laughs> I actually it. did that. I licked <laughs> the blood off my. Yeah, because that shit, dude, hey, that's that, some, that gives a that's some warrior <laughs> shit, bro. I'm he knocks people out, runs up to him after the knockout, takes blood off their face, and then licks it. Like, dude, that gets my dick hard <laughs> right <laughs> now. Like, I am rock solid. God damn, I am fucking got a half chub. I don't even know, <laughs> I know, bro. Like, that uh. shit's insane. That's the people I inspire by, not the people with tainted. You know, just like it's just you can't. If you're fucking cheating, you're cheating, and that's that. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know what I mean, and you can't say if ands or but. And uh, you know, I'm kind of sounding a little hypocritical because the I fuck with the Patriots so hard, right? Right. And they've mm-hmm. been proved cheaters a lot of times. You know what? The the thing I'll say about the Patriots though is it doesn't seem like they're 
they're not actually cheating because they're just taking advantage of, of the rules of rules and the wording of how things are exactly. they're almost like lawyers like yep. they can make the rules kind of say what they want them to say best and, coach in the game and, and his assistants that like are recording stuff and they say oh we didn't realize we couldn't do that it's like the dave Chappelle bit where he's talking about riding in a car with a white guy and they get pulled over and <laughs> i'm sorry officer i <laughs> Didn't realize I couldn't I do that. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> so that's like, that's, but that's the way, like, Belichick as soon as is I the heard go. that, that's I the first that thing I heard. Fan. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, and I love Tom Brady. Do you think Brady's going anywhere? That no Super way. Bowl commercial, You're I stood high. up and started clapping. Oh, where he's like, it, where it, he trolled it, the whole world with that shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The picture was what started it I because know. he posted that. And then I was like, oh, that's a picture. Like when I was watching I the commercial. I stood up and started clapping. I was like, Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's yeah, not going he's anywhere, bro. He's, he's not, the best. Dude, he will never. Robert Kraft will not let him go anywhere. Know, man. No, I, I've been watching know. this show if called. If he uh, does go anywhere, it's Vegas. Yeah, it has well, to be. Well, and the. <laughs> Stuff that I've heard people say is like, if he does leave, it's like the biggest troll job of all we'll, time. We'll, we'll take Derek Carr in Indianapolis. It's okay. I don't. I don't know. It's, it's better than fucking Andy Dalton. Or <laughs> yeah, what's Indianapolis going to do? Honestly, <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. We're in I trouble. Don't, I don't yeah. want. I don't really want Jacoby Brissett back. I've already bought my Mahomes jersey. I'm a Chiefs fan now. Dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever, saying. dude. I lost a lot of money on that game. I've been watching that. Damn, uh, did you really? <laughs> yeah, because I was I was all in on the 49ers. I was like, I know, I wanted Garoppolo me? to do it so I was bad. Like, dude, they're going to beat him. Are you uh, serious? Did Garoppolo you? came up on a Brady, bro. What you mean? Dude, I'm did telling you, you right you, now. Did you watch I'm the Chiefs right on now. the way to the Super Bowl? I'm telling you right oh, now. Oh, we're down 24. Well, guess what? We're going to throw three touchdowns. Kansas City to me is like the Steelers, in my opinion, where I don't like them and I don't have any reason to not like them. Besides, I just don't like them. Like, I don't like fucking Mahomes, cool. He's like the yeah. hip new cool guy. Don't fucking like him. Yeah, I don't I'm like not him. fucking with him either. I don't, I don't like, like him. that dude. He's got his f- something about his face. I I can't wait till can't. something bad comes out about him. Something <laughs> bad's gonna yeah, come out about yeah, him. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same. <laughs> and the whole time I'm watching this, him and his Bowl, annoying fucking wife or girlfriend or whatever the, it is. Uh, Tyree Kill said one of the press conferences of the Super Bowl, and every time I hear him talk now, I can't I can't not think about it. He's like, I remember my very my very first huddle with, with Patrick Mahomes. He said I couldn't stop laughing. And we were in a preseason game because this motherfucker came out when he started preaching to us. I was like, "Who's this Kermit the Frog sounding ass?" <laughs> <laughs> so when he talks now, just listen and thank of Kermit the Frog because um, he really does sound like that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You know the funny? only thing I will give him props for is uh, I saw a video of him going into like a celebration or whatever the stadium or something, and he's drunk because he's been drinking beer Post all day. The and Post Malone then, concert. No, this was just recent, like when they were doing their like Super Bowl uh, oh. parade or whatever. Dog, that they, catch on the bus. <laughs> they ended the beautiful. parade, and he like walks into the stadium, and he's like kind of like dancing and stuff like that as he's walking. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool because if I was in his shoes, I would be doing the exact same thing. Yep. Like I would be living up that entire moment. He's what 24. How do you feel about a Super Bowl? Uh, MVP the prior year of this like the, yeah. of the season like yeah. he's and good Bowl MVP. but I don't fucking like him. What do you but think? About, I do so, like what he did by partying for like the whole day. Like we're gonna awesome. fight about this for the next ten years. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think about Travis Kelsey? I like Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but I don't like the Chiefs. 
So until Travis Kelsey plays for another team. All right, guys, I'll be back. I'm not going to like show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't fuck with him either. No, Travis Kelsey was cool, too. Like, his his speech was good. I don't and, know if you heard I that. I mean, he's just a fucking total bro. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's do uh, the luge off the oh, Lombardi yeah, the, trophy. The beer like, luge off of the <laughs> trophy. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a Red Sox fan? Yeah, I love the Sox. I'm anything Boston. Bro, my, got, my family's from New England. My are, You know, that's where I stem from is the East Coast. Are they the ones who started that, that cheating, too? The... Uh, like what, the, the video, the audio, like, or the, yeah, the, the, the little like their their Apple watches would tell them what pitch was pitch coming. coming you know, <laughs> the Astros were doing it before, and <laughs> yeah. then once they got his their yeah, manager, but I, I heard that the Red Boston Sox was doing it like. Red Sox did, yeah. yeah so Red Sox got Yankees, caught. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's. <laughs> I feel like baseball's, baseball's right with cheating. Yeah. Like, there's there's a like, recent trade that's kind of like switch up your fucking hand signals. Fuck like, why can't cool. I learn? If I learn your hand, that's like me. That's like me studying a fight footage. Exactly. I don't understand why they can't well, do that's that. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. If you fucking if three on your nuts means fastball, and I discover that, guess what? <laughs> that's your fault, bro. Change up your fastball. Yeah. No more three nutter. Yeah. Give me like I don't a two nutter. with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Because of same thing, like certain fighters, they'll do a faint right into like a something, and then you'll learn that. Oh, right when he fucking rear faints with his knee, he's going into a two hands. You know what I mean? Ooh. So now I see that rear faint, and I know to slip that it's two like a coming. Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You start learning people's habits and patterns. All life is is habitual patterns and rotations, all that shit. Yep. So I don't see why it's illegal that they can't record. Now it, you can't go record a team practice. Right. I fucking feel that all day. Like yeah, and the Patriots got caught doing that too. Right. But with the Bengals, right? Yeah, well, bro, <laughs> you take it. They <laughs> Who don't care. It's the a, Bengals. They're like the Bengals. They the weren't tape. undefeated. The Bengals is the team that they got caught doing it against. Bruce yeah. Lee said that you I take what. Realize I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee says, "I'm like take, take what's, what's nest, yeah, and disregard what's not." So that's all they were doing. That's a good fucking quote. They were man. like, "Oh, okay, the Bengals are doing that. Oh, yeah, fuck with that." What's, and then everything else, they were like, oh, "What's that's useful is being used. What's not's been discarded." I want to, exactly. I want to get uh, Alex's opinion on Bruce Lee. What do you think about Bruce Lee? You're young enough that you don't even fucking know Bruce Lee. I can already tell by Bruce I can already tell by smile. Here comes the most made up <laughs> fucking response. <laughs> now listen, I just I just saw this play out in my head. I can tell by a smile he's about to be like, Who's Bruce Lee? I'm gonna swing yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna was, swing this mic <laughs> I was gonna say I like and his then he's quotes. He's gonna fuck me up. You like his quotes. <laughs> I like his quotes. Yeah. Good deal. Dude, I've never watched a Bruce Lee movie and I never I, will. We're not I never getting, have we're not getting into this conversation right now. <laughs> that hurts. But there's there's a big tri- there's a big trade that happened with the Red Sox is he gonna piss me off with this Bruce Lee thing <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that that's crazy to me well, well so did it actually go through because I thought I, I, I heard that I see that they're trying to work on it because they realize how bad they fucked up but they whoever got their guy is Mookie, that, Mookie Betts yeah, and David Price mm-hmm. for 400 million dollars could you fucking imagine that Dude, the money's there in baseball, though. The money's yeah, there. Yeah, the money's there. Mookie, Mookie. Right now, the Dodgers can afford the best team, like the Yankees could. In early like Mookie Betts is what the like the all star for the uh, Red Sox or whatever. No, correct? he's like he's done. He's literally done things that no other player in the history of the game right. has ever done. But what I'm what I was telling Alex though is like because he. I think they offered him like two hundred million. And he said no. They offered him three hundred million. He said no. He says he wants four hundred million dollars. And how many years is that? Like, is that dude? I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure. Years? I'm pretty sure there's a guy who who retired like twenty years ago that still has ten years on a contract that he's getting paid for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, Derek Jeter did something crazy once where he signed like a fucking ungodly amount of contract for. Uh, I can't imagine like having that much money. Years. 
Like that's why I, I hope my little girl or my little boy play baseball. Dude, I'm like, go get daddy that money. I'm gonna, no, I'm, just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be working. I'm gonna be working real hard to convince my daughter to like golf because there's a lot of money in golf. That's like yeah. sneaky money. Like yeah, true, true, true. Same thing. Baseball, golf, boxing. Yep. Those boxing. are the big three. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, where I you're ho- getting paid. I, I hope Nagano mm-hmm. gets in. That'd be well, dude. Every UFC fighter that. They see fit is gonna get in, bro. Because Zufa boxing is making, yeah, Zufa boxing is making its dirty little face this year. Whoa. Watch, dude. Every single person in the boxing community is trying to stop it, but you can't stop. You can't stop the pain train, baby. <laughs> right? It's yeah. It's, it's Zufa. It's they they, track, they just baby. sold the UFC for four point two billion. You don't think they got the money to fight your ass and start up their own Zufa boxing promotion? You're <laughs> right. fucked. Zufa boxing gonna start, and they're gonna make boxing great again. Oh, Watch. Yeah. Mark my words. And guess what? Their first event's gonna be. Everyone's calling me wrong. Guess what's gonna happen this summer? Cinco de Mayo weekend. You heard it here first. Pompey told you. Mayweather McGregor two. Zufa go. boxing. Cinco de Mayo weekend. Right now, if you put a bet on it, who McGregor's next opponent is, there's a big list like Jorge, Dustin Poirier, all these people. Mayweather's 12 to 1 odds. So if you put $10, you're getting 120 back. Yep. See what I'm saying? And I'm telling you right now, that's his next opponent. Because if he takes a loss in between now and fall of is that, Khabib. Is that on FanDuel? Uh, game, it's on the sports sports DraftKings. DraftKings Draft Sportsbook. Kings? I'll download that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so if you uh, if he takes a loss right now, in MMA leading up to fall because once Habib fights in April if he wins against Tony he can't fight against until fall because of Ramadan religious okay. obligations Ooh. that's crazy so Connor is not gonna wait until fall to fight again no. and if he does he's fucking stupid he's and he lied he three or yeah, four, right, right? Right, right right so he needs to stay active what's he gonna do he's gonna take a boxing fight with either Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao because both teams are, every boxer cool. wants a piece of Connor right now uh, uh what's his name uh Terrence Crawford's coming out trying yeah. to fight him, which is insane. <laughs> right, well, I like, Con- I like you, Crawford, but right, ugh. yeah, dude, you you don't have the name, you don't have the star yeah. power. You know what I mean? People listening to this podcast probably won't even know who I'm talking about. I don't about. know who Terrence Crawford. Right, and he's one of the best <laughs> boxers in the fucking history really? of ever. Yeah, he's really he's good, really dude. Good. He's killing it. But uh, and, and then Manny's reaching out, offering Connor money. I think Manny's interesting. Manny's got a legit boxing title right now too. Connor's. Oh, does he really? So, yeah, Con- Con- Manny just knocked out or beat Keith Thurman for a legit another world title. Yeah, Manny- I did. I did. Manny- the guy that's like super fucking old, bro. Too. Manny Dude, Pacquiao Manny's has got held that lefty, bro. Bro, he's held <laughs> fucking world titles in four decades. Yeah. Jesus Christ, four different decades in the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, and, and now is if he defends, it'll be five decades, Jesus bro. Christ. If he makes it to twenty twenty one and defends, it'll be five How decades. How I mean, so I don't even know. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's four decades of dominance is what the fucking stat said. Because yeah. he won a world title in like 89. And then he's won world titles in the 90s. Oh. Then he won world titles in the 2000s. And now in the 2019, he just won. Oh, uh, he's 41. Yeah, dude. It doesn't seem that old, but in boxing, isn't that like ancient? Dude, Bernard Hopkins is 52. He was 52 yeah. and still winning fights. Amen. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Like, people, I mean, Evander fought that. long. Yeah, <laughs> Muhammad Ali fought at like 44, 46. Roy, Roy Jones Jr. tried, but we were all like, bro, just stop, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Floyd's like you. what now, 42? Floyd's yeah. like 42? Yeah. If Floyd will, and I'm telling you, Floyd and McGregor will happen again. If, I, if I'm Connor, They broke every pay-per-view record. Why would you ever, not redo yeah. that? If I'm Everyone's Connor, like, I'm not gonna watch it again. Fuck though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will. I'd fight Nate and then Con- or if Nate and then Floyd. I want to see Nate. That's again the so other bad. possibility. Nate could Nate happen. So bad. But I think he doesn't want to. I don't know if he wants to risk his stock. And Nate's not a risky fight. No. You know what I mean? He didn't take Nate serious that first fight. 
you know, he thought he was going to storm through Nate. He thought he had the touch of death. He, he wasn't was, ready for somebody that could weather that storm. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. That but was, now yeah. he knows. You know, he's 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 back on his grind, dude. People, like I said, people do not give Connor the credit, and Connor's the greatest martial, the greatest combatant athlete to walk this earth. I'm ex- I, bar I, none. I would. I I'm personally would love to see. Not, maybe not this year, but next year. I've got to see Jorge and Connor go at it. Oh, yeah. God Dude, the damn. only reason they're doing Jorge Usman first is because if Jorge wins that welterweight title, imagine Connor versus Jorge then. <sighs> Connor and Jorge for the BMF and welterweight title. Connor has a chance to become a three weight uh, world champion. Uh, <laughs> I've already, I nutted four weeks ago thinking about this. Usman's a bad motherfucker, too. Because you get that BMF belt, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the four, dude, I mean, dude, uh, no one's done what he's done. No, yeah, you know? he was the first to do the double champ thing, anyways, and everyone's saying like, "Oh, DC the goat, Amanda the goat, Connor won it first. <laughs> he did it simultaneously, like, right? The first right. time. Technically, BJ Penn would have done it simultaneously Heck, first, yeah. but they got rid of the lightweight division, and that's when BJ Penn moved up to welterweight, beat Matt Hughes, which right. was unbeatable at the time. So technically, <sighs> BJ Penn's the first champ, champ. Right. Matt Hughes was a scary dude to watch. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Oh, so. he would fucking pick you up and. Oh, farm boy! Like Jesus Christ! He'd give you that farm that boy. That dude beating. would beat you with the world, like yeah. literally slam you into the world and just fuck your entire life. Yeah, <laughs> it was scary to watch. But uh, yeah, we've got multiple podcasts we're doing today, <laughs> so we're gonna probably wrap this one up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, before we go, though, I want you guys to promote anything that you got coming up. Um, Ian, I know that you kind of had an injury itch situation that happened, so if you want to talk about it, you can, but you don't have to. Yeah. And then uh, Alex, once again. When Ian's done, promote your uh, your fight coming up as well. Um. Well, I had a uh, fight lined up for February 22nd. I was going to defend my title against a dude I was actually supposed to make my debut against, Colton Jones. He's a national Muay Thai champ, 3-1 um, and one as an MMA fighter. He's coming off a, a tough loss against someone I beat in the first round. He got KO'd in the second round against. But uh, even though he uh, lost his last fight, it's a... He's a tough dude that I want on my resume before I go pro because of his national, you know, Muay Thai, his striking experience, and he's a legitimate purple belt under a really good black belt I know, Corey Miller. Yeah. Or Cody Miller. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cody. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I want that fight. I'm definitely going to reschedule that fight when my knee heals up. I fucked up my knee a few weeks back and uh, ended up having a, a sprain or tear. Nothing's uh, official yet, but I just have to. My doctor, the specialist, advised right. me not to take the fight right. and just figure out what's going on with my knee, especially if I want a long, healthy career. Yeah, and I don't want to see you end up you, like Macy Barber, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you want to get you want to get on top of it early because I had a knee injury. I had, I had a torn ACL and um, the doctor, a specialist that I talked to. I partially tore it and then mm. I fully tore it because I didn't actually like rest or do what I was supposed to yeah. to fix the original thing because the original thing happened and then I took the whole summer I worked like roofing and like didn't really do anything else and then I went and tried to like actually play football again and just it popped completely out. Yep. Hey, the whole point of them promoting themselves is to not talk about no, you. No, no. I was telling him to get it on top of the knee thing because yeah, I wanted to get just you don't want it to get worse. And that's then, exactly what the specialist yeah. said. He was like, man, because yeah, I told him, I was like, I, I actually compete. You know, I went, I tore it or did whatever I did, you know, and then three days later went and competed on it in a jiu-jitsu tournament and I could feel it that right. whole day, dude. I mean, mm. it was in the back of my fucking head. Right. Like, just if something's not working right, you can't not think about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's when I knew something was wrong. That's when I set up all the appointments, got it figured out. My pediatrician, my actual doctor, my family doctor referred me to the specialist. Specialist, you know, 
I saw him. He did some stuff. Did some range of motion testing, some balance testing, stability testing. It was like, yeah, dude, something's compromised. So yep. we're going to get in there and we're going to figure it out. Got the MRI ordered. Going to get the yep. MRI done and figure out what's next. I got yep. a big old metal fucking elastic brace that keeps my right. LCL and my ACL and MCL in alignment. I uh, He told me he didn't even want me training on it, mm-hmm. but like I can't not drill. Right. So, you know, I coach and I drill what I can. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to take it easy because he said how the healing process is going to work is your swelling has to go down before your healing yep, starts. Right. So if I keep re reflaring it and just mm-hmm. keep swelling it back up, it's never going to, right. you know, and like you said, I'm going to mm-hmm. initially, I'm going to fucking all the way tear it. Right. And that's going to be awful to come back from because yeah. what I'm trying to avoid major is, surgery as opposed to just a scope. Yeah. Right. But I, even a scope, you know, my head coach, my striking coach told me, he was like, he got his knee scoped once and it's never been the same. I got and, a bitch on Facebook that sells those essential oils. I'll probably hit you right <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. Right. But yeah. So I'm making a fucking short story story long but in, i ended up fucking hurting my knee so i'm gonna have yep. to reschedule that and figure some stuff out yep. you know what i mean but we'll you'll come back we know yeah, dude i'm not going yeah. anywhere right. i will die fighting yeah. you know what i mean or die coaching a fight right. you know like this yeah. is God, i love that dude this is me he's this, the best coach ever i appreciate i try to be man i really do i try mm-hmm. to be there for everyone and what's your social media so people can follow you as um, well um at the ian mma mm-hmm. and uh i want to give a special shout out to all my sponsors yep. real quick i got a zinco fightwear hook you up with the best uh training gear and jiu-jitsu gear possible ccmf crossfit gets you in that good shape that hitter shape boy you know what i'm talking about indie iphone guy thank you uh jeff heller indie iphone repair you're always doing your thing you were my first sponsor you will be my last sponsor i appreciate you indie boat detailer chris rios black belt judo practitioner just got his purple belt in jiu-jitsu congratulations on that chris rios i love you man hard one unlimited steve johnson thank you for believing in me you always believe me thank you for uh throwing money at me to keep beating these people up bro i appreciate it <laughs> timeless aesthetic injections you guys are awesome keep doing your thing i'm praying for you i know you've been going through some tough times but uh, you're gonna come through j road to fit julia Stell, i love you you keep me in good shape you keep me eating that clean food and keep me uh, motivated to keep doing right and treat my body right mesomorphic massage shanna keep doing what you're doing you keep my body feeling good keep beating these people up and then a cbd for a cause lisa sears you're my girl thank you for everything you do we actually got i need some more cbd so I'm gonna be calling you up <laughs> soon, girl. Uh, other than that, uh, just keep supporting me, guys. I know I've had some mistakes in the past. I know I've done some stuff, but I promise every day I try to wake up better than the day I was before. Let's go. All those sponsors, also Juice of the Morning. If you ever want to hit me up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit up my boys. <laughs> uh, and then Alex, go ahead and tell us your uh, social media, and then also uh, you know promote yourself for the next fight. So my amateur kickboxing debut is February 29th in Sullivan, Indiana. Uh, tickets are thirty dollars a piece. Uh, you can guys, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Alex Delgado MMA, uh, Twitter, Alex Delgado MMA. All my fight info is on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm supposed to top the sponsor thing. Yeah. I didn't prepare for that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Julia Ostell, my nutritional coach. Um, does all my meal prep. She helps with my meal prep. Uh, all my nutritional advice just helps me uh, make weight. Um, shout out to Recovery Room USA. Um, it's a, a cryotherapy place I also work at. Um, they sponsor me. Oh, yeah. Um, it helps me keep me healthy. It saved me from so many different injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shout out to CCMAF CrossFit. Um, but yeah, all my info is on my social media. Uh, oh, thank yeah. you guys for having me. I've been wanting no, to come on for a while. Thanks for coming well, on. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, like uh, him talking to me at like one of the first classes was really cool because he said he had listened to the show. So the, you, know, you know how you guys get real excited talking about Connor and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. When people do that, oh, I, get, I get a chub. Like that, <laughs> yeah. That's when I get a chub <laughs> is sure. when somebody's like, hey, I listen to the show and like they know something that I've talked about. I'm like, yeah, that's what I get like very a right. lot of excitement out of. I had a moment like that at a at a random bar I was at drinking. They're like, "Hey, are you the guy from Juice in the Morning?" I was like, 
Give me a hug right now because I am that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love you. Dude, Mandy wears that shirt out all the time in public and people stop her all the time and say they listen to you guys. I love Hell that. Yeah, That's yeah I'm awesome. serious. All Hell the time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. No, absolutely. Thank you. absolutely. Yeah. Thanks I've, for coming I, on, guys. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you. I've been listening to you guys since I met him. That's it's awesome. been a while now. So, Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys said we were friends at the beginning of this. That was kind of weird. But uh, other than that, you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, get those beers back, too. <laughs> yeah. Start puking that beer on the floor right now. You're not even allowed to leave baby bird it but yeah that was uh that was an, an exciting episode i appreciate you guys coming on thank you uh for you know sticking with us through our uh, hangover brain that we got going on right now and uh we'll see you guys next week gang gang peace out are you sick of hearing podcasts about pop culture that have the same milk toast opinions as everybody else well come on over to cannibal wine tasting where we tell you unpopular and hot takes on pop culture that you may or may not agree with like The Mandalorian not being that good of a show. My Chemical Romance really shouldn't have made a comeback. And Baby Yoda is not as cute as everybody thinks they are. So, if you want to hear all of these hot takes, come over to twitch.tv slash podcastdaddy, where we are live every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, if you happen to miss the live show, hop over to youtube slash c slash podcastdaddy to catch the archives or if you're one of those people that likes to listen to podcasts on the road we are on all major platforms including anchor spotify or Castbox. again if you want to hear unpopular opinions on pop culture head over and listen to cannibal wine tasting right now <laughs>